Hello, beautiful Soul Confessions listeners, and welcome back to Episode 5, Breathe, with me, Tara Lee. Last episode, we covered a pretty dramatic five to six years of my adult life. The drama and the chaos got to an all-time high, where I had to call time out. The tougher things got, the more I tried to balance myself out with my self-care routine. But the work needed to be done on a much deeper level. The real work has been done here with you. As I wrote, the journey took me right back to a point where I saw my inner child. I saw her with my adult eyes. The moment I gave her permission to rest and told her she was loved and worthy at the end of episode four was so powerful for me. It took several takes for me to be able to get the words out to share with you. It was deep work. My tears told me I was on the right track for healing. The real work has been very much linked to my yoga journey, for it has held me at my greatest time of need. It is a practice that has always given to me. Part of my recovery and healing journey has been the lightness I feel as a result of writing this podcast, particularly episode two. As it was nearing completion, I felt a pit inside myself. I asked myself, can I really share all of these memories? In the hours after I loaded it, ready for release, something happened. That pit inside of me turned into a warm, loving glow in my navel and heart spaces an internal feeling that was like the warmth of welcome winter sun radiating from within. I've never felt so light and free inside. I believe it's the emotional release of no longer carrying the weight of my history. I am freeing myself from it. I do not own the actions of others. I never did. I never thought it would be this powerful to share. I'm sure there will be future ups and downs as I navigate this journey, but I have learned for these moments I need to be kind to myself. I need to show myself compassion. I need to speak to myself like I am my own best friend. For the listeners who have been with me on this journey, I want to thank you. I've received some beautiful messages of support that dispel all of the worries I had about being judged for sharing this story. Yoga is one of my greatest joys. Without it, I do not know how I would have come through this storm. Many beautiful teachers have held me over the years. They have each left an imprint. Their messages have been delivered with love, support, strength and beauty. All of these things have helped me through the last six months. Yoga is my safe haven, a place of support when I've needed it the most. It has given me a reason to get up each day. It has let me know it's okay to take my time, to have the feelings, to be present, and most importantly, there is no need to be perfect. To all my gorgeous yoga teachers over the years who do this wonderful work, I dedicate this episode to you. I may have only done a couple of classes with you, but your energy and words have been so special. 
An impression has been left with me long after the class has finished. I want you to know that you have made a difference to me. My journey started in 2017 with Hannah, an eternal traveller on the island of Koh Yao Noi in Thailand. I had a complimentary yoga class pass with the room and I decided to give it a go. I had all of the self-reservations and prejudgments about myself being in the class. I thought I would be so out of place. Hannah was so gentle and caring towards me and my family. She held us and provided a safe place for us to play for that very first time. We practice a hatha flow followed by a guided meditation. The magic started to happen in that very first class. Something opened in me in the meditation. I remember I saw beautiful, vibrant colours of orange and green. After the class, I had a sense of euphoria and weightlessness. It was the best start to the day on that beautiful island. From there, I practised nearly every day. I decided that yoga was something I needed in my life after I returned home from holiday. When I got home, I kept my practice going. I did some YouTube classes and eventually got to the studio. I found a local gritty studio, a traditional one. I signed up and my soul sister joined me every Saturday morning. She loved yoga too and was looking to get back into it. This became our weekly ritual. As we paid for that very first class, I remember getting a little worried when the instructor said, just do what you can. What was that supposed to mean? What I did not know was the class was heated to about 32 degrees and it was a 90-minute power class. Translation for anyone who needs it, a pretty intense class. It was a vinyasa flow, which is a series of flowing movements transitioning from one pose to another, matched to breath. Yes, and this class also happened to incorporate many arm balances and inversions with those transitions. In other words, I was a beginner in an intermediate, borderline advanced class. And boy, I soon knew what just do what you can meant. I thought I was going to combust into flames that day. I sweated more than I had in my life. How are people meant to do exercise in this heat? And what are these strange words directing us to change pose? I thought, I'm paying for instruction, so I would like a little please. I had no idea what many of these positions looked like. My instructor walked around the class and directed us verbally. She used lots of Sanskrit terms for many of the poses too. Oh my God, how will this work for me? I could only do half the moves and understand half the words. Then I heard the term headstand if it's in your practice. I looked up to see other students in headstands. What? People can actually do these poses? I had only ever seen them on Instagram before this class. What an initiation to my now great joy. I would never have thought this was the start of such a meaningful journey. I was sore for the four days after that first class. Literally, no muscle in my body did not hurt. Somewhere in there, I decided to go back the next week. I came to adore my instructor. She is one of the fittest and strongest grandmothers you will ever meet. 
She was and is incredible, an inspiration, so patient and so supportive. I also got to know the names of the poses and understood that I could not see her anyway when I was in most of the poses, so walking around instructing us worked quite well. I began to love the challenge that inversions and unbalances bring. She broke them down and told me it's more about body awareness than strength. She was right. These little physical puzzles rely on a degree of strength, but then you have to find the spot to squeeze and your balance point and understand your alignment and how to stack yourself in the pose. After a while, I was really progressing well with my strength, flexibility and ability to engage in all of the new poses. That was until the Melbourne lockdowns hit. My practice altered, it became online. I made the best of it and spent my spare time practicing all of these new poses and strengthening too. It kept me sane at this insane time of history. I hit the mat instead of the booze. We were in and out of lockdown so often over nearly two years that over time I did lose some strength and discipline. In fact, by late 2021, the wheels had fallen off my practice. I said to myself, it's all about getting back into it. So I did. I again felt vulnerable about my practice, nearly as much as that very first time in Thailand. Lots of things changed with the lockdowns. People changed. Nothing seemed the same. The groove I loved so dearly was no longer recognisable. The class regulars had changed. My beloved instructor had gone. My soul sister had moved into state. The new instructor did not give my vulnerability space. She tried to push me through my limits. I needed a gentle class, where I was free to move at my own pace, even if that was not at the pace of the class. I needed a less intense studio. I needed nurture. I found what I was looking for at a couple of new studios I tried. Beautiful spaces and teachers that have a deep connection to earth, divine energy and yoga. They were not just teaching movement, they taught energy and they brought magic. They take the class deep and sprinkle positivity and beauty into the world. They layer their practices with personal touches. Things like oracle cards, singing healing tones, teaching mantras, sharing ancient yoga stories, incorporating sound healing, and the list goes on. These elements make me feel safe and cared for, safe enough to release, surrender, and receive. They are doing powerful work. As I look back to how I viewed yoga in 2017, I have noticed that it has evolved so much. In the very early days in Thailand, I had all of those fears and insecurities, which meant that I was in a very external place. I was concerned about what I looked like compared to everyone else, right down to what I was wearing. This external view carried on for many years. I watched who could do what peak pose and how could I also do the same pose. I rarely rested as I saw this as part of a fitness and strength regime. I wanted to push myself and find new limits. It was not until well after the lockdowns ended at the new studio that I was asked by a couple of instructors to go within. 
to feel the practice, to feel the flow, to be in my body and not in my head, to close my eyes as I moved, to let this be a moving meditation. This change changed me. I feel the moves, the energy, the breath. I slowed down. I was in the moment. I took a step closer to the heart, the heart of yoga and myself. I now know it's a journey without expecting a destination. There is always more of the path ahead and you get to choose how far you want to go and at what pace. Yoga has a very special place in my life and if you are new to yoga or perhaps have never tried it, I hope this gives you some courage or even inspiration to start your journey. If you are nervous, I would suggest having a chat with the teacher beforehand and letting them know where you are at and I'm sure they will be there to support you. There are so many different types that if you are not sure, you might like to have a quick look online to see what you think would work for you. I am so thankful for the opportunity I had in Thailand all those years ago. It is a moment that changed my life and has brought so much mental and physical health to me. Now I'm going to talk about some things that have happened to me personally, either while I've been in a yoga class or in a sound journey. Usually they happen when I'm in a state of meditation. These things are a little out of the box, but I thought they were worth sharing because each of us will have different experiences that might seem at times hard to explain or understand. You might have had one of these things happen and not even realized it. And by sharing, it might help you recognize things that have happened to you or even give you some inspiration to do one of these classes. The yoga classes and sound journey create an environment for me to listen to my inner knowing, my intuition. Sometimes what rises to the surface is clarifying and other times I just have to sit with it. I'm a very visual person, so what comes through is often presented in this way. I'm sure these sessions will be different for everyone. Some people don't have vivid experiences, some people do. If you don't, please don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Everything comes to us in the right way at the right time. If you are thinking this all sounds like too much, I'm never going to yoga, meditation or a sound journey. I would say to you that you probably won't have the same experience as me. You will have the experience that you're ready to have. Now I've gone back to some journals to jog my memory on some of the more interesting experience and visions that I've had over the years. Thank goodness I wrote them down as I find sometimes the details get lost as my memory fades. This next story is about my very first sound journey. In February 2022, I was curious about sound journeys, so I booked my first one. I had no idea what to expect. When I entered the room, I settled into my space. I was greeted by the sound healer with a sage smudge, which was passed through my aura. That was new. Then I noticed everyone was having the same ritual. The healer was cleansing our energy field and that of the room too. She also did all of the sound journey instruments. A smudge is a herbal smoke that is traditionally used to cleanse energy in many cultures and it remains common practice today. 
It is said to clear away negative energy, but each herb has a slightly different purpose. It is also said that there must be intention or spoken words with the smoke for it to have effect. After I tell you about my experience, this smudge preparation made perfect sense. The session took me to a point of vulnerability and the knowledge that the room had been cleared of negativity allowed me to surrender during the experience. As I've mentioned, visions are quite common for me, but this session took things to the next level. We started with the sound healer, who gave us a spiel about the gongs and the crystal bowls and the healing work they do through vibrations. Then she played. My goodness, it was like nothing I have ever experienced. It was hypnotic. It immediately drew me in. It was like drinking the sweetest water that quenches the biggest thirst. I was fully consumed by the orchestra of sound and vibration. It was so incredible, it is hard to find the words to do it justice. It is something that needs to be experienced. Within moments, I dropped into a state where the vision started coming through. It was like a galactic filter had been placed over my eyes. Everything I knew looked different now. I was out of my body looking down at myself. I was not human-like at all. I was just a clear outline of energy, no form whatsoever. As I was observing myself, as quick as lightning, a laser beam crossed the room from one of the gongs and it connected to me at a point about 12 inches from the top of my head. This area is also known as the stellar gateway. It's a chakra that resides outside of the body. The connection point came into focus. It was moulded metal, a little medieval looking. The blue beam connected to a point that was like a keyhole. It then set the metal moving. Like the laser set in motion the unlocking of a vault. The image was very clear and precise. It seemed to be a masculine energy that was linked to one of the gongs that I was connecting with. So much to take in. As I was observing this, something else started to happen. I was laying on the yoga mat with my legs over a bolster and I started to feel strong sensations in a line from the crown of my head through to the base of my spine. The sensations were like a flower opening from inside my body. Imagine for a moment what that would feel like. A lotus flower going from a bud to a beautiful full bloom. And at that very moment that the bloom starts to open, that opening sensation is bursting gently and beautifully through your skin. It was like that at all seven chakra points. It was not painful at all, just a very unusual sensation. As I again looked down at myself from above, there were seven white lotus flowers in full bloom in a line from my crown to my hips. I felt as though my energy centers were open for clearing and receiving. There was absolute vulnerability at this moment. I was so open that I needed a guardian to ensure my safe carriage through this experience. The sound healer was that person who had prepared the room with love and energetic protection. Her ritual made sense. As the session progressed, the next sensation was that of my heart. 
It was very pronounced. The beats were more rapid than usual and my whole body could hear it. It was loud. Like when you have been running and you can hear your own heartbeat in your ears. No need to take your pulse. The beating is right there to witness. The sound is all around you. At the time, I thought the sound journey was really elevating my heart rate. It was practically a workout. Then when I got home, I realized I had my sports watch on. I checked the history and my heart rate was in fact well down in the resting range during the session. I then wondered if it was an external heartbeat or perhaps a heartbeat where time and space were different. Perhaps the heartbeat of the universe. I'm not sure, but it was so vivid. Later I remembered that I had heard an external heartbeat during yoga class on two occasions previously. Both times I was in child's pose. I had the sense that what I was hearing was the heartbeat of the earth. I was an echo to something much larger. I was able to differentiate the two heartbeats. This time, in the sound journey, the experience was faster and more pronounced. It was incredible. Then, as the sound journey was nearly finished, I needed to scratch my face. I placed my index finger on my face and my skin felt really numb. I stopped scratching and suddenly the feeling became amplified. Just like I had really scratched my face hard, my face hurt. My senses were so alert and heightened. As the session came to a close, we were told to make sure we felt okay before driving as the sound vibrations can impact your level of alertness. We were also told to drink water to let the session settle. As I walked out, I felt so good. My senses were very clear. I felt confident, alert and alive. Like I had just been recharged. It was a totally amazing experience and I loved it. I asked the healer about the things I saw. And before she said anything, she asked me what those things meant to me. She also suggested that at times portals or pathways can open in our consciousness to explore during the sound bath. I'm not sure I'm any closer to understanding these visions, but I'm happy to let them just be. I think on some level my being understands them and my conscious mind does not need to. Just yet anyway. More recently, I've had some intense experiences in May and June of 2023. They were during yoga classes. These beautiful teachers have held me emotionally as I've been writing my story in recent episodes. Perhaps they have held me without knowing the extent of the work they have been helping me to do on this part of my healing journey. I have so much gratitude for their wisdom, beauty, kindness and strength. It stays with me long after the class has ended and perhaps it will always stay with me. On this particular day, I walked up the stairs to class. The further I got up the staircase, the stronger the smell of Palo Santo. My favourite. I said hello and was invited to pick an oracle card. Another favourite thing for me. 
My card was deep replenishment. Retreat, rest, be held. That was me. I was in the right place for all of these things. As we settled in, we were told the room had been prepared with Reiki energy. More beauty shared. We then began with some chanting that I was not familiar with. Chanting was and is still pretty new to me. On this day, I learnt that each of our chakras has a mudra or sacred hand gesture. Each chakra also has a sound. We were led through the chakra mudras and chants. I joined the group, closed my eyes and went inward. I could see my body in the form of energy from the inside. I could see the chakra centres in a line just in front of my spine. We started at the root chakra at the base of the spine. Energy stirred. A white light glowed with a red halo. We moved up to the sacral energy centre located at the navel. The energy rose up. The energy was still connected to my root chakra. There was another white glow with an orange halo. It then moved up to my solar plexus. The same thing happened and the halo turned yellow. At this point, I noticed that all three chakras were connected by an energy that was rising within me. With each transition through the energy centers, warm and vibrant energy rose. I realized the white glow was in the shape of a serpent's head and the connection of each of the energy centers was via the serpent's body. Energy was rising within me and it felt strong. I welcomed it. This continued through to the heart, which also expanded with warmth. The sensations were less intense for the throat, third eye and crown. I did not quite understand what I had witnessed at this point. The session moved me. My being was basking in a glow of the practice just completed. I shared what happened with the teacher who asked me if I'd heard of Kundalini. I said yes, but it was only when I looked it up after class that I found out about Kundalini awakening. This was all new. I wondered if that is what was happening. I felt new energy and vibrancy. In this session, the teacher also sung to us in Sanskrit. I did not understand the words, but I felt emotions rise. She mentioned the language is so special that your being understands it, and that's why we sometimes have reactions. It's a language of vibration. I had tears for the beauty I was witnessing in the class and then after it. The beauty created and shared in this space made it a privilege to be there on this day. Coincidentally, there were 13 of us in class. It sounded significant when it was pointed out. I looked up what that number means. Google told me it carries strong divine feminine energy divine guidance for your soul and a connection to your higher self. What a very special and very intense class. Then several days later, after the Kundalini event, I attended a yin and sound meditation class. It was a full moon. During the yin part of the class, 
one pose had us place a block under our third eye. The sensation became so intense and hot that I had to remove the block for relief. When I removed it, I felt normal. It was the first time anything like this had happened. There must have been a link with the Kundalini rising energy noticed a couple of days prior and a build-up of energy in my third eye. The class then progressed to sound meditation. Part of that included a Tibetan bowl being placed on my navel and played. It gave me the sensation that the bowl was inside of me. The reverberation was magical and then I went to another place. I saw things I did not quite understand. There was a galaxy, just like the Milky Way, and then a symbol I did not recognise. The symbol was circular, with some patterned lines within it and around it. For anyone that has seen the chakra symbols, it looked like one of those. It could have been one of those. Then what I saw was like that of the Milky Way, but with a bronze to gold filter placed over it. Stars all speckled through it. I wonder if it was me travelling through my stellar gateway into the universe. Maybe it's for my being to know, but my conscious mind not to understand just yet. Going back for a moment to the burning sensation in the third eye. It happened again a couple of days later, with some alternate nasal breathing that incorporated breathing and energy line through each nostril into the third eye centre. I'm not sure what it's called, but at this point, I had so much happening with the energy in my body that I needed to let things settle. A day or so after the alternate nasal breathing, I woke up with a black eye and a sty. Were the events related, or had I picked up something to upset my eye? Either way, rest was what I needed. After all, I was healing from burnout at the same time. I took about a week off from the studio to let things settle. Perhaps the lesson for me is even the great joys in life need to be in moderation. These are just a few of my interesting yoga stories and experiences. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a very visual person, so that's how things usually come through to me. Don't be concerned if your experience is different. It's right for you. I hope you've enjoyed listening to some out-of-the-box stories. It makes a nice change of pace from all of the life drama. I'm always wanting to learn more and share these types of experiences. So if you have any of your own or suggestions on what some of these visions could be that I've explained, I would love to hear from you. Please drop me a note via the show's email at soulconfessionspodcast at hotmail.com. If you like the podcast, show your support by rating, commenting and following the show where you listen to your podcasts. By doing this, it will help the show rate higher in the search results so more people can tune in. If you would like to follow the show on socials, we are on Instagram and Facebook. All the details about upcoming episodes are posted there, so please like or follow. Another great way to support the show is by donating or subscribing. The links to the Patreon program are in the show's notes. This will help me to continue to create new episodes for you to enjoy. I'm currently working on another series. It's my mum's story. 
I'm working through hours of interview recordings to bring it to you. She talks a lot. I'm hoping this will be a healing journey for her. She too has and does carry so much. This means if you've been tuning in weekly, there'll be a small break from weekly episodes. But please see the show's Instagram, Facebook pages for updates or hit notifications wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again and bye for now.